Welcome to Real Health, Real People. I'm Heather Crawford. And I'm Sarah Frappier. And we're here to talk about real health for real people. Is it over? And we're back with a brand new episode of Real Health, Real People. I'm Heather. And I'm Sarah. And we're coming at you from Sarah's office. (laughs) That kind of build up went to nowhere. (laughs) We're coming at you from my home office (laughs) at a very cluttered desk (laughs) with a beautiful view of guitar parts. And a lovely smell of our sweatiness. Yeah, we were at the gym. This is actually our second record of today. Of the day. Yeah, we like to cluster them. (laughs) We just can't get enough of each other. We just got (laughs) to podcast as much as we can. As much as we can. Yeah. So, today was workout podcast day. Workout podcast. I know. We should start a new class, like a workout podcast class. I'm like, um, so we'll just describe the exercises in detail as we're doing them. We're going along with the podcast, guys, and we're just like describing in detail Perfect, the movements. Patent pending. <laughs> we have the best ideas. We really do. We're going to just have like 50 businesses before we're this is all said and done. We're going to start a GoFundMe. Oh, yeah, starting a GoFundMe for... <laughs> For podcast workouts. Oh my gosh, that would be insane. I can't stop itching my eye right now. Are you? I can't. I feel like I'm about to squeeze my eyeball out of my face. I don't know what just oh, happened. I, I just, would then throw up. It would be a horrible podcast. Oh, that's right. You don't like when people touch their eyes. Stop. I can't do it. She freaks out when people touch their eyeballs. It's like the hair on my neck is just standing up. You just can't stand it. Mm-mm. But, and I wear contacts. So. It's like some people don't I like the word. Every day. Some people don't like the word moist. Oh, hello, Jen Leak. <laughs> That's exactly who I was thinking of. Hello, Jen. Moist. <laughs> she's freaking out right now. Oh, I love it. If she's listening, she just turned it off. <laughs> yeah, she's like, and I'm done for the day. Uh, but anyway, we have a. One of the most controversial plant food topics Mm -hmm. taking, well, I guess gluten's kind of a second, but soy is pretty controversial. Yeah, for sure. Soy is where the controversy's at. Soy controversy. Um, And I think the controversy, it's kind of funny. It's like, don't eat soy, men, or you'll get man boobs. Yeah. That's a funny controversy. Or, you know, women, it'll throw your hormones. Because you might go into menopause. Yeah. (laughs) And that's really because there's um, the unique components of soy are called isoflavones. 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 Um, Also called phytoestrogens or plant estrogens because they can attach to estrogen receptors in cells. And the estrogenicity of soy has raised questions of potential benefits. As well as concerns for women. And especially in, you know, you hear it a lot in um, discussion about breast cancer. Right. So women that actually already have breast cancer with the estrogen receptor positive breast cancer because they feel that, that the soy could bind 
Right, right. The, the suspicion and the concerns are that it can yeah. bind to that receptor. Well, now when you're shopping in the store, like the front of the box, you see a lot of times now, soy free, contains no soy. Like right. people are just jumping on like, oh, this must be bad. And and when you see it on the box, like that they're advertising that they're soy free, your, your brain goes, oh, well, soy must be bad. Right. Anytime that there's foods that, you know... They're like, you know, especially now everything's gluten-free and salt-free or sugar-free or fat-free. Right. <laughs> you just automatically say, well, if it doesn't have it, they must have removed it because it it's bad, bad for me. Right. Which, as we know, is not always, not always the, the case. case. Um, so these isoflavones in soy foods are what causes all of this kerfuffle. <laughs> kerfuffle. <laughs> all of this kerfuffle. But um, soy is commonly known as soybean in North America or soya bean. And it's a species of legume. Mm, You know what else is a legume? Chickpeas? A peanut. A peanut. Mm. Peanut is also a legume. A peanut's neither a pea nor a nut. (laughs) Discuss. Anyone watch Saturday Night Live back in the day? Fun facts with Sarah. Mm -hmm. It's a legume. (laughs) So um, the plant is actually classed as an oil seed but it produces significantly more protein per acre than most other uses of land so it's very efficient in its um protein production per square acreage and the main countries growing soybean are the united states of america at 32 (laughs) percent brazil at 31 percent and argentina at 18%. Nice. So a lot of it... We win. On USA. USA. No, just <laughs> <we> win. <laughs> Soybeans, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, when we read the rest of this, though, um, we don't win. <laughs> no, we don't. Because... Oh, because we have messed everything up with uh, the soybean we production. Do, we do. And this is another hot button topic, and we are probably going to have a whole another lengthy podcast on right. this. Um, but soybeans are one of our major biotech foods that yes. have been genetically modified or genetically modified soybeans, and it is increasing in number. In 1997, which wasn't that long ago, no, not too long ago, only eight percent of all soybeans cultivated for the commercial market in the U.S. were genetically modified. In 2010, ah. so a little over 13 years, mm-hmm. well, about 13 years later, the figure was 93%. It's, that's insane. 93% of the soybean cultivated for commercial market is genetically, genetically modified. modified. And they're, like we said, that's a big um, controversial topic, too, on which side of the fence you're on. We'll do another podcast on that, but um, that's just a staggering statistic we wanted yeah. to bring up. going from 8% to 93%, and again, because of that element to this soy issue, right. again, another reason why it's very uh, controversial and high up, because you will not only have this intrinsic um, argument about like the soy itself, the isoflavones, but then yeah. you add this extra mm-hmm. complication of like, okay, well, yes, natural soy has its own controversies, but then adding the genetically right. modified component. So it really compounds the issue there again with this particular is tons of research on both sides of the fence, lots of 
documentation, research, people arguing all over the place about right. it. So stay tuned for an upcoming podcast on, on GMOs. GMOs. But that is something to be conscious of when you're looking at soy right. to, you know, to know if it is or is not um, from genetically modified soybeans. Well, soy foods have been consumed for centuries in Asian countries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's used in so many Asian dishes. I love all things Asian. Mm. <laughs> I love my my soy products, so I'm interested to see what all of this research has to say today. Yes. Um, soy, soy um, products, and particularly soy protein products... Are really good because they can be good substitutes for animal products. Right. Um, unlike some other beans, soy offers a complete protein profile. Complete so protein is amazing. That's because there's 13 essential amino acids our body needs that we have to get through our nutrition. Right. And animal products offer all 13. Soybean as well offers nice. all 13 complete amino acids so that we get a complete protein profile without having to eat anything to supplement right. any additional Because we talked about acids. that before where like you can get all of those through plants, mm-hmm. but you're usually having to eat multiple plants. Right. Multiple different kinds of plants right. in order to get that complete um, but soybean protein a, comp. I, that's yeah. exciting. Yes. So soybean, and that's why you'll see it used in a lot of um, kind of like faux meat Right. Products like those veggie burgers, yeah, yeah. tofurkey, yeah, soybean burkies, tofurkey, like all of these things are, you know, yeah. a lot of is not, soy based. Not dogs, not dog, a not dog. I would like a not dog, please. Um, so a lot of soy, you know, right, faux meat products. Um, it's also used largely and globally. One of its major uses as livestock feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the form of soybean meal. To, because they feed them the spring grasses for omega-3 fatty acids, and then the soy with, with has a lot of omega-6 fatty acids. Um, other uses that um, also oh. become into controversy, too, are like soy-based infant formula. Right. A lot of soy-based infant formulas. They also can make a soy flour. Hmm. So there's a lot of people that don't use gluten. Right. And they'll use soy flour. Okay. Rather than gluten, which is pretty cool because... It's made by roasting the soybean and grinding it into a flour. And they can manufacture it with different fat levels because it also... Oh, yeah. Because soybean has, I believe it's it's 9% water, 30% carbohydrate, 20% total fat, and 36% protein. Nice. In 100 grams, which is 446 calories total. So soybean has all the macronutrients in it. Awesome. As well. I love some good edamame. Mm, yes. I have a really funny story Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> about my best friend. She'll probably kill me for telling it, but it's very, very, very funny. Names change to protect <laughs> to protect the guilty. So she and I go out to eat Asian like all the time. And we, we've had edamame and like it comes in the shell like when you order it and it's salted. And you like, you kind of bite out the bean. You don't eat the shell. Right. You like right, right. shell it. So if you've ever done that, it's super yummy, super good. But she went on like a first date with somebody, and she was so nervous <laughs> that <gasps> she just started she, like, chewing up and swallowing. Like she was eating the whole soybean shell and all. Yeah, and then the guy was like, um, "You know, you're not supposed to do that, right?" And she's like, "Well, I do it." <laughs> <laughs> she like played.
playing it off like in her head she's like crap crap but you don't want to look like an idiot so right. you're just like oh um that's the way i eat this my is the soybean way I do it. this is the way i eat my edamame and inside oh. you're like oh my gosh one of my favorite stories because she's super smart and like it just shows you like <laughs> you can just forget things that's why dating's the worst <laughs> And then if they end up together for the rest of her life, right. she has to eat soybeans. <laughs> that way forever. <laughs> that way forever. <laughs> like, that would be my concern. Like, if I don't write this wrong, I'm going to forever have to eat the shell of my edamame. Oh, that's so funny. And just your whole life you go with eating the shells to your soybeans, like, from then forward. Oh, my gosh. Um, I also love tofu. Tofu, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a good big fan of tofu. I yeah. like making baked tofu. I'm a very also a very big fan of Asian inspired dishes. Oh, me too. They're the best. You know, you have your soy sauces, yeah. you got your tofu, you got your It's just good. All kinds of delicious mm-hmm. deliciousness. So then cuz then we start getting into like some of the the controversial stuff. Um and one of the ones that I really found was in regards to um breast cancer yes and there are epidemiological studies that have been done for years and years and that are showing no association between soy and breast cancer and actually some to the extent that people who eat more soy actually had less Less, incidence of breast cancer that's exciting yeah especially because we're kind of told the opposite well where the it comes into controversy where the the conflict comes into play is because there is a certain type of breast cancer that once you actually have it this mutation your estrogen receptors are are enhanced like you have more estrogen receptors so the controversy came in when people that were already had this estrogen receptor breast cancer right were ingesting soy they were concerned that it was helping to feed the cancer cells Mm -hmm. so there's been no link or no evidence clinically that soy causes breast cancer but they said to to display caution when you have this particular already have this particular type of breast cancer in ingesting soy but you can see how like that would get confused that you hear like if you have breast cancer or don't eat soy, right. then people right, right, right. simplify it to the fact like, oh, soy equals breast cancer. Yeah. If I eat soy, I will get breast cancer. And that is not at all the correlation. Okay. So it gets kind of complicated and people, you know, yeah. so, so they've been doing tons and tons of study on people like women that actually have breast cancer and looking at its estrogen-like product, you know properties and do women with breast cancer have a higher risk of proliferating their breast cancer if they ingest soy and there's been kind of some there's been kind of like inconclusive results it's very Mm -hmm. difficult yeah to do that direct study again because there's so many um well there's factors there's one study in the journal of american medical association that reported results based on 5,042 women that were previously diagnosed with breast cancer. So they were participating in the Shanghai Breast Cancer Survival Study over a four-year period. <sighs> Sorry, I get out of breath. I have to read all these So many studies. words. So many words. <laughs> anyway, the study showed that women who regularly consume soy products, such as soy milk, tofu, or edamame, had a 32% lower risk of recurrence. And a twenty nine percent decreased risk of death. 
Okay. So that, again, is right. showing the the opposite of what people mm-hmm. fear because people fear that right. it will increase and proliferate and actually it's showing a yeah. reduced recurrence. And a study at Kaiser Permanente suggested much the same thing. It said women who avoid soy products get no advantage at all. Those who include soy products in their diets appear to cut their risk of cancer recurrence. Oh, so wow. these were all in women who had already had breast cancer. Yeah. This one as well, I don't think it's the same study. This one was done by women that were enrolled in the Breast Cancer Family Registry. They examined 6,235 women, um, and they were looking at all-cause mortality of breast cancer right. survivors. And they found that a lower mortality was associated with a higher intake of soy, again, like same thing, right, right. than those who did not. And so they're saying that the higher dietary, dietary inflake of isoflavin was associated with a reduced all-cause mortality. So there's all of this evidence right. mounting. And that's, this was actually published March 6th of this year. Oh, wow. March 6th, 2017. Yeah. Um, and again, a large cohort of women, 6,235. And so I think that originally, you know, when we hear things and, you know, conjectures are made by people in the science field before the evidence has been brought back. Like they're saying, right. this is our conjecture. This could potentially be happening. Then people get all up in arms about it. They turn it into kind of, yeah. in their minds, they turn mm-hmm. it into fact, right. even though the research is still ongoing. And then now we have all of this concrete, actual result evidence coming out and people already have it ingrained in their heads. Right. No, soy equals cancer so it equals breast cancer and so then this all this evidence come out and it's almost like you have to convince them no 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 yeah that was the original potential hypothesis but then the research has shown the opposite yeah and so it can be difficult to kind of undo these myths in people's minds yeah and then that kind of that hysteria takes over and then you you have people labeling stuff soy free and you know and people are like well we better err on the safety side and don't eat soy it's bad and all of this stuff well, there was another, um, I mean, I can say myth now, but another concern, I guess, um, was whether soy has a negative effect on reproductive health. Mm-hmm. But there's been several studies in both men and women, and they've shown that soy did not hinder reproduction. Also showing that um, adults who had been fed soy infant formula um, had no difference in their reproductive health when compared with adults who were given cow's milk formula. Mm-hmm. But also, you know... There are people that have a legitimate soy allergy. And well, just so, like anything. Yeah. But I think, you know, that's one reason that they're labeling things, you know, soy-free for those people who right. have the allergy. But again, our, when we look at that, we think, oh, they must have, you know, taken it out because it's bad. Right. Exactly. Um, some other cancer researchers that are being done, not just with breast cancer, in laboratory studies, um, Soy and its phytochemicals, these um, isoflavins, appear to prevent cancer development um, for prostate cancer. Yes. And they decrease tumor growth as well as inhibit um, the activation of proteins that promote the cell growth. So it's been effective at slowing prostate cancer. And it says none of these studies have demonstrated harm. So while they're showing these effects, like these positive prostate cancer reducing effects, they haven't demonstrated any harm or noticed any side effects thereof. And I guess, which is a key thing, especially it being prostate cancer, which is normally found in men. Right. There is another big 
kind of scary thing mm-hmm. about soy in the men that Heather mentioned earlier, like <laughs> the feminizing right, right. properties that they fear soy could have in men. Because again, it's got its estrogen-like properties in mm-hmm. terms of isoflavin structures. So they're concerned that it's going to affect like, well, like testosterone yeah, yeah. and all of that. Well, I've um, found one published in Fertility and Sterility. Yeah. Um, Based on more than 50 treatment groups, it showed that neither soy products nor isoflavone supplements from soy affect testosterone levels in men. Yes. I found another one in Fertility in 2010. I don't... that showed that it didn't does not have feminizing effects. Right. Basically, they do not exert feminizing mm-hmm. effects on men at intake levels um, equal to and even considerably higher and in tip than is typical for Asian males. And the reason they did the comparison on that is in the Asian cultures. Right. Soy yeah, yeah. is very highly consumed. It's like a big Daily. staple. Yes. It's a staple of their diet. Whereas versus American and more Western civilizations, we don't consume the soy at the levels but they that do. the Asian cultures do. And the Asian culture, that's the thing too. With this, the all of these um, countries and all of these populations of people eating vast amounts of soy in Asian males, right? They're not tracking and showing any feminizing characteristic development, right? And they have lots of babies. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, like if their anything, population is huge. Yeah, if anything, they have a population problem in the opposite, opposite direction. Exactly. Like they are producing like crazy. Um, well, when my son was little. Um, I, I don't remember if I read something or someone told me, you know, don't don't give him soy milk because um, he won't go through puberty or like they were just like, don't give him soy milk. And so I never gave him soy milk because I was afraid of it. But then um, I don't know. We just started eating soy more because I like it and we like the Asian stuff and. He is totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> like a total normal boy going through puberty. Just a normal boy in the world. <laughs> so um, just my personal experiment. Yeah. <laughs> and there's there's been a lot of meta-analysis looking at all of these things in relation to men. In particular, there was nine identified clinical studies um, that isoflavin exposure um, does not affect at all circulating estrogen levels in men. They have no effect on sperm or semen parameters. They do not increase risk of erectile dysfunction. The ones that we talked about that they don't have any other feminizing effects, like right. development of breasts or Man anything of that nature. So all of this hype about it affecting hormone levels is negated by this recent research, like this recently published and in, right. in, um, information. So good news, men. You can consume soy. Yes. Which we are also big um, proponents of soy protein. Right. Powder. That plant-based plant-based protein powder and like she said soy is a complete protein so it's just like an amazing source for us to get protein. Right. And so again like so many people use these whey-based proteins. And a lot of bodybuilders and men, and you mentioned soy protein, they're like, oh, that'll give me man, man boobs. And you have to, you know, educate and say, well, right. actually, exactly. research shows and recent findings and this, that, and the other. And again, it's like. Because sorry, guys, if you have man boobs, it's not because of soy. <laughs> you might want to change up what you're eating and work out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, might be other reasons. Other reasons. <laughs> uh, but, um. 
Yeah. So again, it's like undoing that yeah, just that the, myth in their mind. You've, the re-education. You've made that correlation, so that becomes kind of the standard go-to, and people yeah. automatically say, "Well, no," and then you have to, yeah, provide as, as additional evidence to support your argument. Yeah, which is funny because you know then if you then say question them, be like, "Well, based on what." Are you making this, right. this argument or this assumption? And it's just because, oh, well, it's just what I've always been told. Yeah. Without any actual substantial proof. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things. Like, you just get told over and over and over again, so you take it to be truth. But hopefully those same men will listen to our dairy episode. Mm-hmm. Slash this episode. And go, no way. <laughs> <laughs> and make a better choice on their protein consumption. Yes, which we would happily tell you about what soy-based protein products we use yes. which are amazing, amazing. amazing. <laughs> um there is a little bit of concern about some production of soy where they separate the oil from the protein involves a hexane extraction mm. and so there was some concern about hexane residue being in the like products especially like the the soy meats, like those tofurkeys right, right. and not dogs and things <laughs> like that, um, that there would be hexane present because of this extraction process they use with the hexane. But if you are buying food certified as USD organic, they are produced without using hexane extraction. Right, right. So you can be sure that it's completely hexane free. Nice. So again, in addition to looking for that non-GMO. Right. Look, you also want to look for that USDA organic. Well, and if you if it is USDA organic, it will be non-GMO if it's got that certification. So yeah, that's the official certification. But they do have a non-GMO certification as well. Just not everyone is labeling yet. Yeah, but that's up and coming. Yeah. That is becoming more and more of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because yes, again, which is we'll get into that, but it is um a pretty hot a button, big, yeah, <laughs> hot button issue with a lot of people. And it's gonna take us some time to get that episode. Yeah, together. we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to really get it together. Get it together, Heather. We gotta. That rhymes. Um, I found uh, another little thing uh, on cognition. There's been twelve short term clinic short term clinical studies looking at the impact of soy on cognition. Awesome. They've shown to either be health helpful or neutral. So like no nothing negative. Right. Um, but the, some of the studies have shown an increased cognition with um tofu consumption and um there's little concern about eating soy or um contributing to cognitive decline so these studies have shown that they can actually help improve your cognition nice which was pretty cool Mm -hmm. a nice little thing that i did not know about until i did this this research um as well as um well i found one on inflammation which we talk about a lot yes we were all about that inflammation because so many diseases are all about inflammation all stem from it um but this one was in 1005 middle-aged chinese women who were part of the shanghai women's health study they show that the more soy products the women consumed the less inflammation they experienced nice which is awesome since it's linked to things like cancer and diabetes and heart disease Yes. We always want to anti-inflame ourselves. <laughs> we want to be anti-flamites. <laughs> anti-flamites. Flamationites. <laughs> anti-flamationites. That's funny. There was another study published in the American Journal of Epidemiology. 
I love when Sarah says that word, so I have to say it too. <laughs> anyway, women who consumed at least one-fourth cup of tofu per day averaged a 30% reduction in fracture risk. Fracture risk? Yeah. Really? Oh. Strengthening those bones, eh? So, you know, people going through menopause or getting osteoporosis might want to eat some tofu. Um, also been shown it to reduce and lower cholesterol. Yes. Um... A study done where 90 milligrams a day of isoflavins were provided has shown to reduce LDL cholesterol moderately, moderately, modestly, good grief, <laughs> modestly by around 5%. Um, another study done in 2009 showed a 20, 30% reduce um, in cholesterol. Oh, this one's interesting. Effective at reducing hot flashes. Yeah, see? Hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. So, um, glowing cholesterol, got the cancer in there. Yep. We got some cognition in there. Um, so really, uh, this is an issue again, as with all of these hot topic issues is don't just take like what's on first blush. Like don't just say, Oh, this, this equals bad. Like soy equals bad. Soy equals this or equals that. You really need to start doing your own research because when you do, you find yeah. all of this significant and substantial evidence to the contrary, basically debunking all of those claims right. against mean, soy. I'm pro-soy. Yeah, I'm pro-soy. I use a protein, a soy protein, mm-hmm. and I eat a lot of tofu. And yeah, I mean, I definitely consume stuff. soy on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and I love it. And I love that there's all this research to be like, no, there is nothing, none of these things that they're saying are actually true. Yeah, and a lot and more research is still continual and ongoing. And again, I just want to reemphasize like I'm consuming organic, non-GMO soy. Yes. Um and I just think that's really important. Yeah. Cuz we just don't know. That's the thing. We just don't know yet with all the other crazy modifications they're doing. Mhm. Also, in addition to those isoflavones, soy also has, and there another active ingredient is soy lectin, um, and it also has been shown to have um, positive effects on cardiovascular health in terms of lipids, as well as uh, cholesterol reducing properties, inflammation reducing properties. So, in addition to like the main active ingredient, which is the isoflavones, which has right. all this controversy, there are other active ingredients in soy that are also producing beneficial effects for our body so the picture is not as always simple as it seems right in terms of you know what we know kind of in our heads know to be true just based on what we were told right over and over again just those common things that we all believe like milk is good right exactly i was just gonna say (laughs) go back to dairy (laughs) you know yeah that it's really, you know, in, a, in an age, too, where we have the beautiful luxury and ability to seek out information. Right. Of course, you have to really, again, pay attention to your sources, weed out the the fake net, you know, the false stuff. You know, you yeah. got to really look at what kind of journals are they talking about? Are these credible people? Who are these people working for? Right, yeah. Like, you know, you have these PhD scientists. Where are they studying? Are they at an independent university or are they employed by, by the anti-soy makers of right. America? <laughs> right. Like, you just have to really <laughs> pay attention. But, you know, you have access and you can research. And right. as always, we'll have 
our links on the blog. On the blog at real where you can realpeople.com. Yep. You can comment and email us at realhealthrealpeople at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, if you just want to talk about your day. <laughs> get cozy with us. I think I'm gonna go eat some edamame. I know. Now I really do want to go get some like edamame mm. and sushi. Yes. Sushi is I think I might get some sushi. I now. love sushi. Either that or some with a good bowl of miso soup, which oh, is also And it soy. has tofu in it. Mm-hmm. And then miso. Mm. We're going to soy it up. Soy it up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we should have been funnier.